You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Welcome to the Sonic Society, the world's largest showcase of modern audio drama. I'm Jack Ward with a very special guest co-host, who you will have heard on the Mutual Audio Network, writing, producing, and acting in a variety of shows, including The Sword of Crimson Tatters, the upcoming series The Degazian, which we're going to find out about, and tonight's feature, the host of Wednesday Wonders and co-host of Sonic Echo, my Sonic brother, Lothar Tuppen. Hey, Lothar, thanks so much for coming in tonight. Oh, this is awesome, Jack. Hey, I've never been to the Mutual Audio Network penthouse recording studio before. This is pretty cool, man. Pretty swanky. <sighs> you know, I thought the Tiki Bar was pretty cool, but, you know, this is... Wait, is that a gold-plated espresso machine? We don't want to tell too many people, but go ahead and, and, and help yourself. By the way, you can always have me down at the Tiki Bar anytime. Things are starting to calm down a little bit up here, at least. Right on. You know, I, I could use something other than orcs to be uh, serving drinks to, so... That would be so much better. And, and of course, the conversation gets a little limited with them as well. Yes, yeah. <laughs> with David Alt off in these United States performing live No Sleep podcast shows, so great to have you step in. I don't think we've had a special guest host outside of David or I in years. So what a treat. Tonight's feature, tell us a little bit about the show. But remember, no spoilers. No problem. And I also just want to uh, say, especially if David is listening while he's on the road, I'm going to be coming out to see them on October 29th, uh, which is a Tuesday. Fantastic. And the No Sleep podcast will be in San Francisco. Wow, and you got tickets. So Yeah, so I got tickets, and uh, my wife Jan and I are going to go, and I'm really looking forward to uh, meeting everybody, but specifically David Alt, who I've been listening to for over 10 years now. I know. And I'm just thrilled to be able to shake his hand and say, hey, how you doing? You're, so you're, I'm looking forward to that. You're going to meet him in advance of MadCon. Yes, yes, exactly. But you are coming, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yes, Jan and I are coming, and I'm hoping to uh, bring uh, my stepdaughter Danica, who starred also in uh, you know, Sword of the Crimson Tatters, if she's available uh, with her new job and everything. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, oh. there'll be at least uh, three of the Tuppendider clan there at MadCon this year. Oh, would love to be able to see Danica. You've been talking about her for so long, and of course, see Jan again. It's been a while. It's been a couple years now, unfortunately. Yep. I say unfortunately because the last time we met... <laughs> So, um, no, I'm really looking forward to all that time. So tell me about tonight's feature. Yeah. Um, well, this is Daniel Dread episode one. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Dread is a mature audience horror show, so people should be prepared for that. It's definitely a hard R. I don't think this first episode is necessarily there, but it's a seven-episode series that we'll be uh, showing on the Mutual Audio Network once the seventh episode is complete, which it is currently being mixed by the excellent David French right now. Cool. And we're looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, Mark Slade and I started bouncing ideas off. This is initially his idea of an initial concept of a monster hunter team 
Cool. And then we got a little weird with it. So by the end of the seven episodes, it'll be different than what it started. It's definitely bizarre, unusual, and um, who knows what reality actually is. So it's going to star me as Daniel Dredd and Tanya Malayovic as uh, Sophie and Matt Weller as Rufus. We are the three principals. And of course, we uh, also have Pete Lutz in there and we give him a hard time as well. <laughs> it's always good to have the, the core team in there. Yes. It kind of reminds me, I got a chance to listen, of course, it kind of reminds me of sort of ZBS a bit. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a bit of like, I love the way you described it, is that, you know, it's kind of like audio jazz in some Yes, way. Mark and I have very, very similar inspirations and the things that we love we have very different ways of writing so it was it was an interesting exercise I think for both of us to work with each other and a very fruitful one we, we had a good time so all seven episodes are written and recorded or yeah uh, all six the, the first six are already complete right and the seventh one is being worked on now so as soon as that is oh, wow. done we will uh, arrange with you on how that's going to come out on the mutual I was going to say where, where do you imagine seeing it in Tuesday Terrors or Wednesday Wonders Tuesday Terrors that's where Tuesday I Tuesday Terrors yeah yeah because it's there's some episodes that are definitely hard R and a little disturbing and on the horrific oh, side. Wow. So we'll, we absolutely have an yeah. R on the rating here on tonight's show. I myself, I knew, but yes. it'll be very cool to be able to hear the entire series. So yeah, if people like the prisoner and if they like uh, Twin Peaks and if they like Splatterpunk mixed up in a blender of with some extra hard octane alcohol and moonshine, it'll probably be a good time for that. <laughs> Who wouldn't? It sounds like a party. (laughs) So on with Ninth Tower Productions. Great name for your production company, by the way. Thank you. In cooperation with Mark Slate and Daniel French Productions, we have Daniel Dredd, Episode 1. For it all begins right here. On the Sonic Society. (laughs) I've been waiting to say that for so long. (laughs) I've been waiting to hear that from you. The Ninth Ninth Tower Tower Productions. Productions. to go back to sleep unless <laughs> no 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 I don't I, I don't want to I, I, I can't right now okay you didn't have to push me like that you you don't understand it it was such a horrible dream monsters Monsters eating people. This, this man with a face on his chest, eating people. Ugh. 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 
I understand. I understand you aren't a man. Scared of monsters? <laughs> My God. <laughs> Jesus, and I thought we had a great time together in bed. <laughs> Just another lame lay for me. Couldn't even get it up. <laughs> get off me. Get off me. <laughs> No one talks to me like that, bitch. No one. No one. Shit. You really put a number on that woman. <laughs> I had a feeling this wouldn't end well. Oh, shut up. You know how I know? You didn't even kiss the broad. What the hell do you know? You're just a piece of wood. Shit. I am crazy. I'm talking to a damn tiki doll. Daniel Dredd, Episode 1, The Exterminators, written by Mark Slade. Lothar Tuppen as Daniel. Tanya Milotovic as Sophie and Secretary. Matt Weller as Rufus. Pete Lutz as Ellison. Drew Prophet as Moloch and Alex. Austin Beach as Tiki and Troll. Marilee Robinson as Mrs. Jensen. Kessie Relinke as Woman. Atticus Jackson as Jeff Coat. Music by Chauncey Hayworth. Created and developed by Mark Slade and Lothar Tuppen. Directed and edited by Daniel French. Hush, will you have it? Daniel sat beside the bed and watched Sophie sleep. He rubbed his bald, oversized head with a hand. He felt his suit sticking to him from the tremendous heat outside the hotel room. She slept peacefully on her side, her gown riding up slightly. Daniel brushed Sophie's long, brown, greasy, tasseled hair with his hand. He gently moved his hand down her smooth, white neck, moved a few strands of hair around her ears. Daniel had been with Sophie for ten years, protecting her. She assists him in his work, even building his website. Daniel was in the exterminating business. Daniel was 15 when he met Sophie. She was 17. They lived in the apartments across from each other. He would watch her from his bedroom window, 
going to school or coming home from school. By that time, Daniel had quit going, and after the death of his father a few years before, his mother just didn't care about anything but the bottle. <sighs> Why aren't you asleep? I can't sleep. <sighs> anyway, you get enough for both of us. <laughs> Those stupid headaches. <sighs> yeah. You shouldn't take such good care of me. I'm not worth it. Oh, don't say that, Soph. You're the best person I've ever met. Mm -mm. I'm glad you feel that way. I don't know what I'd do without you. With those words spoken, Sophie fell asleep right away. No worries, Soph. I'll never leave your side. Rufus, glad to see you. You have a shit job for me, huh? Why would you say that, buddy? I'm always on your shit list, Mr. Jeffcoat. True. But you're also the only one who comes away with results I need. What's the case? Missing children. All in the same neighborhood. Friars Lee. Lots of rich families. That's why we were hired. Three children disappeared in two months. Comps have the open case. And looks like nothing's being done about it? I wouldn't go that far. Seems the case has taken them on another adventure. Child pornography? You got it. Seemingly, you and I share the same aesthetic. The bad guys aren't always human. You want me to dream up the monster? That doesn't always work. The cases we've worked together it has. And why don't you try to dream this monster up? I can't. The bullet in my head has moved slightly. When I dream them up now, I send my wife into an epileptic fit. That's why I take prescribed medicine to help me dream nice things. Who called this in? A lawyer by the name of uh, Simon. Alex Simon. He's concerned for his little girl. We go back. We worked on that Hyman's Lake serial killer case. He's a believer in all things supernatural? He witnessed the guy turning into a werewolf, so... Yeah. He's more than a believer. Mind if I bring my friends in? As long as you get me my results, you can call in the National Guard. Daniel looked out the window as Sophie drove. It was a rental and he sat in the back like it was a cab as they went down a gravel road on a cold, rainy day. He rested his hand under his chin, watched tiny raindrops multiply on the window. Sophie smiled at him. She always thought Daniel looked nicer in the gray suit than the blue one. I called Daniel and Sophie. We were off to meet the lawyer who hired the investigation firm I worked for. We drove a ways outside the city into a small suburb called Priors Lee, a gated community. We pulled into the driveway of a huge house made of brick belonging to Alex Simon. I'm glad you came. These are my colleagues, Sophie Wood. Nice to meet you. Yes, uh-huh, likewise. And this is Daniel Dredd. He's very good at what he does. Yes, I was given all the details of Mr. Dredd's talents by Mr. Jeffcoat. Hello, good to meet you. A pleasure. Come inside, please. I'm, I'm not one to hold meetings in my yard so that my neighbors can hear everything. Right through here. In the living room is fine. 
My wife is away visiting family in Cleveland. I chose not to go because they irritate me. <laughs> I understand. Anybody from Cleveland irritates the hell out of me, too. <laughs> I'm from Cleveland. Oh. Let me do the talking. Yeah, sure. Okay, Mr. Simon, what are we doing here? Call me Alex. I find in any business trade, it's best that everyone uses first names. We become more relaxed. Okay, Alex, what's going on? Huh? Four children went missing the past three months in this community. Now, the weird is, I control who gets in here and who doesn't. I do extensive background checks, lots of research on residents. He does. I've seen all the paperwork. Pyramid handles that aspect, too. So why get us involved? You know what we do here. <sighs> I saw something around the time of the disappearance of the last child. I saw this strange little man running from Mrs. Jensen's house. He was dragging a bicycle behind him, like the one that belonged to Tommy Cohen. The creature went to Gladys Jensen's house. Mrs. Jensen's cats kept disappearing. The house was old, run down. Strange they left this old woman stay in the community with such a hole compared to castles surrounding it. I asked Alex about that. Turns out Mrs. Jensen has a son who works for the mayor of the city. Daniel's line of work, the extermination of monsters, takes you all over the country. You meet all kinds of people. Just last week in Dallas, Daniel helped out a local pizza restaurant that had trouble with a swamp cherub living in the dumpster attacking the owner's employees. That little fat creature would fly out of the dumpster and chase them through the back alleys. The crazy thing is, the damn thing wasn't supposed to be out of the swamps. Turned out, it had attached itself to the back of a semi, and the driver stopped to take a piss. Trapping that swamp cherub was easier than the three of us thought. Homemade donuts smeared with the blood of a toad... Once in that wire trap, there was no way it was going to get away. Sophie never asked what happened to the creatures. She was always glad to believe Daniel destroyed them. Daniel didn't just destroy that little fucker. He obliterated it. Daniel knocked on the door of the rundown pink and baby blue house. After a few minutes, an elderly woman in a long floral dress appeared. She was hunched over and had a confused look on her face. She adjusted her glasses. The frame's much too large for her small, angular face. Hello, I'm Daniel Dredd. Alex Simon sent us. You are Mrs. Jensen? Yes, I am. I didn't speak to Mr. Simon. Well, that was my grandson who did that. He said you were an exterminating company? Oh, yes, ma'am. Hmm. They usually drive in vans or trucks. You three are driving a rental? Yeah, we broke down. Our van is in the shop. Excuse me, Mrs. Jensen. You said you three. You can see this lady here? Mrs. Jensen looked at Daniel as if he'd just stepped out of the crazy house. Well, of course I can. I might be old, Mr. Dredd. I'm not blind. Yes, ma'am. Sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. As long as we have an understanding, all is well. Come this way. I'll show you where the rats ate through the wall. I'm glad we got the hell out of there. Can you just shut up? I have a fucking headache. Of course you do, you wimp. You always have a headache after you kill someone. I'm not a wimp. I just need to think. Hey, wait. Who's that guy going back in her apartment? Holy shit. 
That's one of the people from my dream. Oh, jeez. You scaredy cat. You cry, baby. Stop with the damn insults. Then prove to me you're a man and I'll let up. Those dreams don't mean anything, okay? So stop worrying about them. What do you know? You ain't nothing but a piece of wood. Here we go again. Fella, we need to stop arguing. Let's worry about that guy going into Slut's apartment. He's gonna find a body. Shit, you're right. Millie! Hey, hey Millie, it's me! I'm by myself. Laura isn't with me, like you asked. Look, I know you said you just wanted to be with me again, but Laura really had a good time with you, and she said not to be freaked out because she's my wife. Oh, God. Millie. How horrible. fucking lamp. Jesus, you're worse than my ex-wife with the bitchin'. Daniel looked around the house, seeing clutter everywhere. It was obvious the old woman was a hoarder. Six cats were lounging in the living room by an old TV set. Three more sat on a hutch by the window. Come through here. You can take your sunglasses off, son. The lights aren't bright in here. I'd rather not. (laughs) My eyes hurt even when the lights are off. Suit yourself. Mrs. Jensen, Alex said your grandson told him that the rats may have formed a hole behind your sofa. All I know is that the queen is a very ugly thing. You've seen the queen? Wait, do rats have queens? They have to have a leader of some sort like every society does. It doesn't matter what it's called. It might. Hell, some of us have to do paperwork on these cases. Okay, you two, enough. Go on with your story, Mrs. Jensen. You've seen a creature of sorts. Oh, yes. At first, I thought it was my grandson's roommate going through the wall. Someone else lives here? Well, are they available? Not anymore. We kicked him out. Nasty person. So filthy, never threw his trash away. But then I noticed he had yellow-green skin and hair all over his body and a hairy tail. That nasty little man brought rats. That's what I thought. I tried to get rid of that thing with everything. Rat poison, bleach. My grandson even tried to shoot that thing with his BB gun. Nothing worked. Eating my poor cats. How do you know it eats your cats? Young lady, I saw the remains in that hole in the wall. If it's okay with you, we're going to have to move the sofa now, Mrs. Jensen. Oh, well, (laughs) mind the carpet. Yes, ma'am. Where is your grandson now? Oh, Billy, 
He hasn't been home in a few days. I really don't know where he is. He's done this before. Last time, he said he was with friends. I'm sure he was boozing it up like now. Such a terrible habit. This rat. When does it come out? The hole wasn't big enough for what Alex Simon had described. It was barely big enough for a rat. Oh, my. Always after dark. Various times. Always in the kitchen. That's where I hear the noise. Banging of dishes, pots and pans. My canned goods thrown down on the countertops. Ugly, godforsaken thing. Daniel and Sophie exchanged looks. She scribbled on a piece of paper and handed it to Daniel. It read, The thing is in the cabinets. Daniel nodded to Sophie. Could we see the kitchen? Oh, yes. You think the rats are in the kitchen? Makes sense, you know, where the food is at. Why, yes. It sure makes sense. Strange. The kitchen obviously hadn't been redecorated since the 1970s. The refrigerator and the stove were the only new appliances. It was the strange design of the tiles that threw Daniel and Sophie for a loop. Light-colored red and bright blue with a sunburst swirl. Sophie walked over to the countertop. Daniel, look. She pointed at large scratches on the brown wood polish. Daniel nodded. These are markings. Pretty deep carvings. So? They are messages from the pest. I know what creature it is. I've seen one before. It's a troll. Is that a type of rat? Those markings have been there since my grandson's friend moved in. Well, he's gone now, I think. How long has that been, Mrs. Jensen? Three months ago. I believe that's when he moved in. He's studying at the city college. Daniel moved his sunglasses down on the bridge of his nose. His eyes were glowing red. Oh my, that is the worst case of pink eye I have ever seen. Sophie, Rufus, look at this. A greasy residue inside the markings. An oafish young man with a ponytail and large framed glasses appeared. He looked frightened at first. Then his face was flushed with anger. He dropped his backpack on the kitchen floor. What are you doing here? We told you to leave, you disgusting little man. Shit, look at him. He's changing into a fucking troll. Daniel removed his sunglasses, folded them in the top pocket of his jacket. His eyes still glowing red, he saw the young oafish man's real appearance. His face had crevices with several boils attached to a red, bulbous nose. His eyes were small black, and almost sunken in the face. Pointy ears stuck out from wild, frizzy hair. The troll stood there, salivating, baring his small, clenched teeth. He was poised, ready to attack. He spread out his elongated fingers to show his razor-sharp nails, balled them up in fists. He ran towards Mrs. Jensen, growling. He pushed her aside. She fell to the floor. With one long swipe, his nails dragged across Daniel's cheeks, leaving four long, bloody indentures. Sophie became transparent. A huge wind came along and picked the troll up in the air and tossed him across the room. 
The troll got to his feet and ran toward us again. Only this time he waved a knife around. I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. Sophie appeared briefly, then disappeared again. The troll sliced the air with his jagged blade. The troll's blade glowing red. Sophie reappeared. The troll's knife had sliced Sophie across her abdomen. <laughs> I said I was gonna kill ya. I said I was gonna kill ya. <laughs> Sophie! Daniel ran toward the troll, keeping it in his sights. Daniel's eyes had become burning hot embers. Two laser beams shot from those burning embers and cut the troll in half. <laughs> Lasers from Daniel's eyes had turned the troll into dust, but a strange purple vapor rose up from those ashes and entered Daniel's nostrils. Daniel screamed, then passed out. Ah! Sophie, are you all right? Yes. Yes, I'm already healing. Go tend to Daniel. <sighs> I hate to break this to you people, and I don't want to tell you how to run your business. But that was not a rat. Daniel! Daniel! Daniel, are you going to stay in the bathroom all day? Is he still in there? Yes, damn it, I'm getting sick of this. He needs to grow a pair and face what's in front of him. He's in there talking to himself again. Okay, so f I understand how you feel, but you have to understand Daniel's point of view. What he goes through is not easy. I know that. Come here. Get your daily hug from old Rufus. There we go. Where's that wonderful, understanding, beautiful girl named Sophie? She's still here, Rufus. I just need a break from all this... Weird stuff invading our lives. I know, I, I get it. I, I feel like I can safely say Daniel feels the same way. He's lived with it longer than both of us. That was a nice little dinner, my boy. But it's not enough. I need more. More! 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 The Ninth, the Ninth Tower, Tower Productions. Productions.
that's this week's show. Please send us a message at sonicsociety at gmail.com or join us at Twitter at Sonic Society. Check out the Facebook pages and groups, including Audio Drama, Radio Drama Lovers, and Audio Script Writers. I never mention Audio Script Writers. And if you can, give us a good five-star rating review. It absolutely helps us. It helps us to get us out there in the world. Lothar, when can we expect the Degasian making its release on Sunday Showcase? I'm really, really hoping for... Uh... End of October at the very latest, but, you know, with reality coming in, uh, beginning of November at the very, very latest. But I'm I'm looking, I think, end of October at the, you know, at the latest. Well, let's tease the audience a little bit. Tell them what the Degasian is. And by the way, it's one of my favorite roles, my character, in, in, <laughs> in, of all time kind of thing. It's one of my most recent favorite roles that I really enjoy playing. So I'm looking forward to continuing playing if you don't kill him off. Oh, no, he's, uh, your, your character and Jeff's character are going to continue on through to the very last episode. It's a 51 episode oh, series. Amazing. It's playing with my love of old time radio drama because uh, it's a story within a story within a story. And one of those stories is an old time radio show within my fictitious world. And that's the majority of it, but it's really playing with the themes of hope versus cynicism and what is heroism, things like that. And hopefully having a rip roaring good time with some old time pulp goodness as well. Yeah. Bringing in a whole bunch of weird spiritual and magical ideas from my personal life. And uh, it's hard to explain. So I hope people check it out. But if you like old time radio shows and that type of adventure, it'll be good. And if you like something a little bit more thoughtful, uh, hopefully there'll be some intriguing aspects of the story within a story within a story. Yeah. So if you're a big fan of sort of Dakota Ring Theater, it'll be slightly in that vein, I think. But it's your take. Yes. By all yeah. means. You know what I mean? It's it's not a Greg Taylor story. But I mean, you know, that same kind of feel of old time radio, you'll feel it. Kind of Absolutely. Way. And um, I actually have got Greg Taylor to do nine little introductions for me that will make sense within the context. So Greg Taylor is actually a part of the Degazi. Fantastic. And not the only part of Degazi, and you're using Sharon B., our musician for Mutual and yes. my longtime collaborator. Literally right before we got on the you know on Skype for this, I just got one of the last pieces of music. So we're I'm commissioning her to make some music for this and I'm really digging it and it's going to be unique. Looking forward to uh, being able to plug that in there and have people hear her music and our show. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I better get all my lines for episode three right away. Until next week, folks, when we might just have another special guest. Thanks so much for coming in tonight, Lothar. No problem. And please, everybody, listen to Wednesday Wonders. Uh, there is, you know, some some crises going on in the multiverse, and your listening helps fight against the evil that is going on. So Wednesday Wonders, it's it's an important thing to listen. It, it's it's more than just entertainment. You're helping save the planet, I, save the it's universe. More than just an introduction to your your weekly science fiction and fantasy audio series. It really is entertaining and incredibly interesting. And like you said, saving the planet. So make sure you're there for Wednesday Wonders, folks. Until next Sunday, for David Alt, I'm Jack Ward. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Night, brother. Night, Jack. Thanks for having me on. Good night, everyone. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening.
This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hi, I'm Persephone Rose, executive producer for Postal Roach and the creator of Emperor Pigs. I'm a huge fan of audio drama. And if you're listening to this right now, I've got a sneaking suspicion you might be too. So make sure your headphones are plugged in tight because you're going to want to hear this. From July 24th through the 26th in 2020, producers, directors, composers, writers, actors, technicians, and fans of audio drama are gathering together for the world's first international modern audio drama convention in Halifax, Nova Scotia. This is going to be amazing. If you like panels, there's going to be panels. Workshops, they've got them. Studio sessions, swag events, live performances, and most importantly, all your favorite creators are going to be there. You can get all the details and purchase your tickets online at www.madcon.com. That's M-A-D hyphen C-O-N dot com. See you at Madcon.